0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Happy Wednesday and welcome back to the Locked On NBA podcast. And as usual on Wednesdays, I am one of your co-hosts, John Corrales, host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. And on Twitter, I am Reds Army underscore John.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of Whatever the Pelicans Are Doing, Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake.
0: I don't know what's worse. Going through what the Pelicans are doing or going through the complete inaction of the Boston Celtics who are just after a flurry of trades, the Celtics. All right, we're going to take a break now. We're going on vacation while everyone else just signs everybody. Uh, But whatever. We're going to figure it out here on the Lockdown NBA podcast. Uh, Today, more free agency stuff, including the Los Angeles Lakers, revving up their wheelchairs for the upcoming season. (laughs) Um, uh, Chicago Bulls doing some interesting things. We'll talk about that in segment two. And in segment three, the underrated stuff, we're going to give some love to signings that aren't getting enough attention here but let's let's kick this off jake with the los angeles lakers who have been signing guys there's no team more in tune with the over 38 contract rule than the los angeles lakers who continue to sign 35 plus year olds they got carmelo anthony joining the team today uh, who else is on the team trevor riza is 36 mark gasol uh, dwight howard is is there now 35 years old there uh they they added a couple of young guys. This is the most interesting thing, Jake. Let, let, let's talk about this. Kendrick Nunn uh, came in. He's he's a young guy. Uh, who else? Malik Monk is a young guy, and they both reportedly turned down money from other places to say, "Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna go run with the Lakers."
1: Yeah. You know, you see the, they're interesting in what's going on there. So it's kind of fun. And I kind of like what they're doing. They they noticed what they needed to add, right? Like they needed to add some shooting, maybe a little bit more playmaking too. They kind of skipped the defense in all of this, but they just went after guys that they knew they could get right. They knew you could get some scoring in Carmelo, Anthony. You knew you could get maybe outside shooting Trevor Reza or some of those guys too. And like credit for them for realizing this, realizing they weren't going to be big players in free agency just getting guys that kind of do what they need and they're still going to rely heavily on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So despite the advanced age of these guys and look, they're cornering the market on people that understand what Napster and Limewire were and have used those in the past and it's probably a requirement I think to join the team right now. Um I, I kind of like it. Like it's 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 a weird experiment. They've gone down this road a couple of years ago, you know, back in like 2000, what, 2004, when they signed old Gary Payton and old Carl Malone, they got to the NBA finals with those guys, even when both of them were kind of washed at that point. So I don't hate what they're doing. Dwight Howard won a title with them, helped them win that title. It kind of makes sense because these are the only guys they could get. But then you get the really interesting aspect of this and you get the ring chasers not being the old guys. Like we're, we're used to seeing a guy like Carmelo Anthony basically take like a minimum level deal to go latch on with the warriors or some team to go get a ring and try and kind of cement their legacy to a certain degree. But Kendrick Nunn took, a big cut from what we would have expected from him to get in free agency to sign with the Lakers because he views them as a title contender. Malik Monk, who's not particularly good, right? Like, Let's not pretend Malik Monk is a needle mover here, but for an end-of-bench guy that can maybe give you shooting, he was good this past year, hasn't been a good shooter before that in his career, but he's young. There's some upside there. To take a flyer on him for what's probably a below-market deal is just a big win for the Lakers. Like, This kind of shows you that they play by a bit of a different Set of rules than other teams do. I think
0: right. This was when they first when they first made this the the trade for Russell Westbrook. This was draft night. I was on that. that
1: oh, forgot draft. about him. Right. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Like we were sitting there on draft night, and immediately it's like, wait a minute, Russell Westbrook. I'm sitting there on the desk before going live, and and doing the cap math and trying to figure out how they, they're already over the cap with just those three players, which means they're not going to be able to do. A whole lot like they've got their taxpayer mid-level and then it's all minimum salaries because they can't hard cap themselves with any of those mechanisms they're getting too close and so correct i i just i just didn't i just what are they going to do and and here's their plan their plan is to get the ring chasers and you're right going to the lakers and playing well in los angeles like look at none for a second up and down in a couple years in Miami had some moments where it's like, wow, this kid can be, can be really good. And it had some moments where it's like, he's unplayable. You go to LA you, from Kendrick Nunn's perspective, you say, I get to play off of LeBron James. I get to get some of that LeBron shine. Even if they don't win the championship, I go to LA, everybody sees me. I might increase my value even more. Yeah. And then next off season, there, there are a lot of free agents, and a lot of teams are lining up for, to, to spend money next offseason, but there are also a lot of free agents that are going to stay with their teams. There might only be one or two guys that moves, so none can all of a sudden next summer position himself to be in a, oh my God, we, we got all this money to spend. We got to spend it on some someone. Hey, I just watched Kendrick Nunn be good for a season. Maybe he's figured things out. Like That, I think, is, is actually a pretty smart move. For none, and if if he can cash in on that, same with Monk. Like anybody that can get that, I played with LeBron Shine, sure, go for it. We just saw Alex Caruso. We'll talk about Caruso in the second segment. He got paid by the Chicago Bulls. And like, that
1: was the interesting thing, right? They, they clearly didn't value Caruso and it seems like they probably could have brought him back for that amount of money. But I think what they're trying to do is kind of go for the depth play here. And I think you kind of saw that to a degree in the NBA finals in particular, right? And, and even the conference finals, the Bucks had good amount of depth. So did the Phoenix Suns, like those teams going down 10 deep looked decent at the end of their bench i thought and i think the lakers are trying to maybe recreate some of that and go with okay we're pretty top heavy with lebron james anthony davis now we've added westbrook here we need to kind of fill this out a little bit more they've done it with old guys these guys could maybe bust out it could be a little bit dicey like i don't truly know how much trevor ariza is going to give you at this age and he's kind of been a little bit unplayable the past couple of years. On paper, though, it looks kind of good, and they did it with kind of the right mix of youth there, too, in Kendrick Nunn, in Malik Monk. Again, even if like those guys aren't particularly great, there's still some upside due to their age. And then they managed to retain um, Talon Horton Tucker, which I think was a big thing for them, too, yeah, retaining sure. their own guy. They they kind of straddled. like I, As much as it pains me to praise the Lakers here, I think they kind <laughs> of straddled things really well and done a pretty good job, all things considered.
0: I think once they pulled the trigger on the Westbrook deal. This is about as good as the rest of it could go. Like yeah. this is not how you would normally build a team. If you look at, if if you've forgotten about the West, Westbrook trade and you're like, what are they doing? Can't they sign anybody else? Like, no, this is a terrible team to put together. But having Westbrook and we'll see how that works. The rest of this is actually probably best case scenario considering the types of players that they're signing. And most teams in this scenario aren't gonna be able to pull this level of ring chasing, I'll take a pay cut type of talent. And they're getting a lot of guys to do that. I am surprised at the Caruso stuff that really kind of surprised me because in this scenario, being able to retain your own guy, like Caruso is, is a decent player. Like he's a good defender. Yeah, no, he's, like he's, he's good. <laughs> you know, like he's, like I don't know why.
1: He's better than Malik Monk is, right? Like I think that's like safe right. to say.
0: And, and you're also, it's not like you're, I'll just say like the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are saving up cap space, and they are going to go for Bradley Beal. They're in a much different scenario. They they would be a little bit more cost conscious. The the Lakers print money. What? Yeah. yeah, Caruso. Sure, whatever. We'll pay you. Not a big deal. Why are they? Why are you suddenly picking? You know, to to give up on a guy that you can actually pay a young guy that can actually you know knows what to do. Uh, that one confuses me a lot. I feel like when a move is that confusing there's something behind the scenes that that, that wasn't working be. so that's that's the only thing i can even come close to to thinking of but look the lakers are going to be the 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 over 40 champs of the nba we'll see if they can be the you know where they can go i'm really curious to see how this works out i think getting westbrook is the acknowledgement that lebron is is old and can't handle the every possession running the point type of thing so they needed somebody to take the ball out of his hands now everyone on this team now is basically old minus a few guys I don't know how this is going to work I don't know where they're going to how they're going to coast where they're going to coast I feel like the Lakers are going to be the sixth seed that tries to turn it on that this team isn't built for the regular season one iota they're going to play to try to get into the playoffs they're going to try to avoid the play-in so i think actually the sixth seed is the goal for the lakers and then boom lebron turns it up ad turns it up all of these guys turn it up and they hope to make one last run with these old guys next playoffs
1: so what What I think they kind of learned is what in that final year under Magic Johnson, I think it was LeBron's first year there, they kind of went all in on playmaking, right? To kind of ease the burden on LeBron so that he didn't have to do that. And it was maybe a little bit premature to kind of go that route. They didn't put enough shooting around the team and it kind of you know, to a degree fell apart, really just didn't work out once LeBron got injured at the end of that season. Now they have a guy in Westbrook that eases that burden on LeBron James, can handle some of that playmaking and kind of point guard duties. So you added kind of just the shooters that you could get around him that at least do something else kind of reasonably well for the most part. So they're not just spot up shooters. Like Kent Bazemore can shoot you know, I think at the very least, these old guys, you know, and that's a relative term here, of course, you know, Kent Baysmore at what, like 32, 33, like he can still spot up and shoot like they're in a good position. So I think they have kind of found the right balance of, OK, we got we, we don't need to add three or four kind of secondary ball handlers to ease that burden on LeBron. We, we got Westbrook. We're good. We don't need to do that anymore. Let's make sure we have shooting on this team because that's such an important thing in the NBA. I think they did a pretty good job of getting it. Like as you kind of said, like this was pretty much like best case off season for them.
0: We'll see how they put it together. I mean obviously the Lakers are going to be a big talking uh point for the NBA for the rest of the season. And they've they've now achieved curiosity level. They they are now we're going to uh, see We're, we're going to get a lot of people just kind of watching to see if this car crash, you know, if, if this becomes a car crash or what. So I'm certainly much more interested in the Lakers now than I would have been had things just gone normally for them. So we'll talk about that uh, a whole lot more during the course of the offseason and during the season, of course. And we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls and who they picked up and what they're trying to do in the East. We'll do that after I talk about Bilt Bar who uh, has a ton of great flavors. And not only are you basically eating a candy bar, they're healthy too. I just dove into a pile of built parts in Dallas. If you watch the draft show, they, we, they sponsored our live draft show, our draft coverage, and I had a pile of built parts just sitting there. I was like, I'm going to take a bunch of these home with me because they're awesome. And look, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, uh, four or five grams of sugar, four or five net carbs. Uh, they're the official protein bar of the US track and field team. So if you're watching the Olympics, you might see some of the uh, participants chowing down on a built bar after they run their race because it's perfect for that. Go check it out at built.com. Use the promo code lock15. Every time you go, lock15 at built.com, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Buy an assorted box, pick a flavor that you'd like, try them as often as you want, go back plenty. So, you can see all of the special flavors, special editions, special deals that are on built.com. Use that promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. The Chicago Bulls making headlines by executing a sign and trade deal with the San Antonio Spurs. DeMar DeRozan is heading over to Chicago. Three year, $85 million contract in a sign and trade, according to ESPN and Adrian Wojnarowski thad young al faruk two second round picks going back to the spurs uh and the bulls continue to try and reshape their their team here they obviously made the trade for nick vucevic uh last last uh trade deadline you they bring in alex caruso they bring in lonzo ball yesterday they're completely remaking their team they're trying to make this push i don't know if they're going to make the top four because now there's Milwaukee, the reigning champs. Brooklyn, obviously the favorites. Philly, who knows what they're going to do, and Miami is pushing their way into this. Chicago is trying to push their way in. Who knows where Boston's going to end up? They're they're kind of in a bridge year, I think. Uh, so, Jake, give me they they poached one of your guys. How, what do you think of what Chicago's doing?
1: You know, it's interesting. They're going all in, and they just spent an absolute ton of money all kind of at the guard position I think a little bit which I find kind of interesting too because they also have Zach Levine they're going to probably work on an extension with him so they're kind of pushing all of their chips in and going all in to put a winner in Chicago right now I'm definitely intrigued by it they're kind of like on the list with the Lakers right of like teams I really want to watch to start the year to kind of see how all of these pieces fit because there's definitely talent there you know Levine was an all-star last year I believe in in Vucevic. I think he's a pretty good player. Then you're adding another point guard kind of in Lonzo Ball. In Caruso, you've got DeMar DeRozan, who's kind of been a playmaker the past couple of years, even not at that point guard position for the San Antonio Spurs as well. That's a lot of like secondary ball handlers on this team to kind of pair around them. It, It doesn't sound terrible to me. I just don't know if that's a top four team in the Eastern conference right now, even if they're like they're in the playoffs. Right. But that seems like a very expensive six or fifth seed to me, kind of at least on the surface, right? Like I, it it could be better than that. Don't get me wrong, but that's my initial view of this is okay. You assemble talent, you paid for that talent, but does it really work together?
0: That's going to be the the real question. This is going to be a test of what Zach Levine can do as the main guy and it's also, there's another domino to fall here. What happens with Lowry marketing? Cause there's I was about, about to
1: say, like, I think they're going br- to, they should at least try and bring him back. Right. They have the money I think to spend, to bring him back up to the, the, the
0: hard or the hard cap number. So it could work. It could, it very much could work. Uh, and, and if they need to pivot, they have tradable pieces that they could pivot away from, but, uh, there there have been rumors about marketing in a sign and trade going out. So uh, that could that could net them some some depth that they're they're looking for here. Um, but
1: and they're and they're really lacking that too, right? Like I think they're at up to eight players right now, and they've got to still fill out the rest of the roster. And I think they have the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, and like that's it. And and you can go over the cap to resign marketing. So that's kind of all the money you have to sign new players—that's not a ton to fill out that rest of the roster and give you some more depth down the line. Um, whether they're looking at more shooting or whatever on that team.
0: Yeah, I mean the depth has to be a, a, an issue that that's addressed here. But they got they got ball in a sign and trade. I don't have their cap sheet, their updated cap sheet here, so I don't know exactly about how much money they have to spend. But they're already going to be hard capped because of the the ball sign and trade so they can go they can spend more than the 5.9 uh taxpayer mid-level they can go into the non-taxpayer mid-level which is a misnomer there that's just gonna continue that triggers the hard cap too if they've if they've got room between whatever they've got to spend and they, they if they have the room to spend six or seven million they can certainly go do that as well it depends on it again it depends on the marketing thing however let's let's look at this realistically Have they surpassed the Brooklyn Nets? No. Uh, Have they surpassed the Philadelphia 76ers who are in flux? And, you know, look, Philly just signed Andre Drummond, so pencil them in for the (laughs) Maybe. I think uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are still ahead of them until proven otherwise. Then Miami, I think, is. if I had to pick between those two teams, I'm still picking the Miami Heat. And so Chicago is – we haven't talked about the Toronto Raptors yet, where are they in in conjunction with the Raptors? I like that Chicago is making moves. I just don't know what these moves are are going to do. And and can Lonzo? I guess the question is with Lonzo: Can he speed them up? Can you take a team with Lonzo trying to get up and down and be effective when your big is Vucevic? I mean, is he just going to be the trailer the whole time? I mean, I, I just wonder. So so if,
1: that's kind of. Yeah, like, that's kind of the key, I think, with this, right? Like, it's it's kind of Lonzo Ball, and and does he take kind of the next step that they are paying him to kind of do, right? Like, he's not a pure point guard. He doesn't create in the half court, but I think they have enough guys that do that kind of ease the burden on him with that, and he can push them in transition where he really is at his best and kind of create for others that way. And I wonder, you're right, is, is Vucevic kind of the trailing man there that's going to get a ton of open looks when Lonzo Ball's pushing the ball in transition?
0: Yeah, that's so you've got Zach Levine handling things. And look, Zach's grown into a, a, a much better player than he was even a few years ago, a couple years ago. He's he's a much more complete player, he's a much better shooter, he's he's a better distributor. Uh I, I think that people still it, it takes a few years to kind of break out of the stereotype that that you look at, at Zach Levine and you say, Oh, well, he's a dunker. And that's all he is, he's just a dunker, but he's not anymore. And I think in the half court you rely on him. A lot more to set up, and Lonzo becomes the spot up in the corner type of guy. But then, if Lonzo gets the ball out in transition, then somebody better be running because he's going to find him. It's an interesting mix. I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know. I don't know what's uh, what. What this is going to amount to. Uh, I don't know how DeMar DeRozan and his his lack of shooting fits into this whole thing. And and if. If that's going to work, maybe that does work because Vooch is just going to step out. Maybe he steps out even more this year. It's going to be—it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're going to start well, but there is a potential. No, I
1: agree with that.
0: I think I think that by January, if they're not clicking or at least starting to show progress by January, then you get a little bit of the uh oh. But I'm not—I'm not worried about them in November and December and, and, and it being a disaster. Very well, they could start slow.
1: Yeah, the DeMar DeRozan part is really interesting. He's expensive, right? Like he's expensive for his age and kind of the lack of shooting and what he doesn't have there. But I think he's quietly been a pretty good playmaker and creator and passer these past couple of years in San Antonio. His time in San Antonio, he's averaged 6.2 assists per game. So when you look at them in the half court, it's going to be him and Levine kind of setting each other up, him doing that kind of point forward, Levine doing it in the back court to try and create easy opportunities for the rest of these guys. And I think he's shown that he can do that. It's still a lot of money to pay for a guy to be that secondary creator, that Teams can sag off of and maybe kind of muck up some spacing. And Zach Levine does want to still get downhill a whole lot. So I don't know. Like they're they're like like we were saying, you know, along with the Lakers, they're right up there with I'm gonna be really intrigued to watch this team.
0: So Chicago certainly doing interesting things here uh in in the offseason, just the first couple of days of free agency. We'll watch them up next deals that may have gone unnoticed, maybe a little love for the unheralded unheralded deals out there because why should we always be talking about the Lakers and in the big market teams we'll do that after we talk about rock auto which is I know something that Jake is frequenting with his collection I'm just going to assume that you have a Jay Leno like collection of classic cars
1: Uh, Look, I don't, but if I did and I've spent all that money on those cars, I'm going to want to try and make sure I'm saving a little bit here and there and when I can. And the best place to do that is over at rockauto.com. Look, keeping your car on the road massively important it's how you get around it's how you get to work it's how you go visit people you need to keep that thing running when it's broken you're kind of stuck and that can be a huge damper on your life and forget trying to take it into a mechanic or a car dealership those places are backed up for like six months because everyone's trying to get their car repaired right now you're going to need to do the work yourself and if you're going to do that and you're going to need auto parts and the best place to do that is rockauto.com I have three cars that I maintain. I go to rockauto.com for every single thing. It is the cheapest option I've found by far, far cheaper than any of those big box stores out there. You can walk into the place somewhere near your neighborhood, they're gonna have one part for your car that may or may not fit that doesn't cut it you can't have that thing maybe not working you need those parts to fit you need to keep your car running rockauto.com helps you save time and money by using rockauto.com so don't choose to spend 30 50 even 100 more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every single customer so go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs seriously go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how Did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all
0: right there there are a ton of signings going on i think i I, have lost count of how many are are going on i know that one team that's not making any signings is, is the team that i cover the boston celtics uh just sitting back doing nothing they literally have not made any signings yet so if you're wondering what the celtics are doing get ready for the celtics to be in every bradley Beetle rumor because they're just clearing a ton of cap space uh in in order to make their free agent splash next year they're just they're not going to spend any money and i just wonder now where the celtics fit into the hierarchy of the east i think they they still now they slip a little bit and that's going to increase the possibility of these other teams making their moves maybe chicago passes boston this season like we we're just talking about chicago uh I'm, I'm not ready to anoint the Detroit Pistons. They're going to move past the, the Boston Celtics. I hope the Pistons don't move past the Boston Celtics that quickly. But, Jake, if we're talking about underrated offseason uh, moves here, I am super, super curious about what the Pistons are doing. They signed Kelly Olynyk, which is not the type of signing you would expect for a team that just drafted Cade Cunningham. They already have Jeremy Grant. They brought back Corey Joseph. Uh, They brought in Trey Lyles. They have this mix of veteran players and these young players. I am just insanely curious as to how that mix is going to work in Detroit.
1: They're going to be fun, right? Like they're kind of pushing to be like a fringe playoff team going from, you know, the number one overall pick. They probably feel very good about what Cade Cunningham can do. Um, I'm kind of excited to watch them. Jeremy Grant, you know, kind of break out past couple of seasons, proven that he can be a go-to score. They've done a pretty decent job. And look, they they hit the draft a couple of years ago too, also with Sadiq Bey being a contributor and winning rookie of the year. Like I kind of like what they've got going there like they're not going to get out of the first round you know they they're barely going to maybe get into the play in tournament but like again you talk about fun teams to watch like league pass teams that it's late at night maybe you want to kind of catch a game because you're not tired something like that like they're definitely going to be on there to see kind of what they're capable of doing and they're going to play really hard because they got a bunch of young hungry guys and now vet in Olympic that's going to kind of keep them moving forward too i think
0: floor spacing with olenic jeremy Grant. Uh, two guys that can can be your bigs but stretch the floor. You've got Sadiq Bae. Um, I'm very curious about how the fit between Cunningham and Killian Hayes is going to work. That's going to be an interesting thing. Interesting young players like Seiko Dumboya, who has yeah, shown in flashes to be a kind of... A, uh, a Pascal Siakam light kind of guy. They have these these very interesting players, and then some solid, just solid players off the bench. Nothing great, nothing special. Like they're not going to be. You're right. This is probably first round fodder for the Brooklyn Nets. That's early. fine.
1: That's fun. They're going to love that in Detroit. Like they're going to eat 100%. that up. That team's going to play so hard.
0: That team is. And look, last season they were terrible, but last season they still beat good teams. They didn't win very often, but go back to last season's wins. They have wins over winning teams last season. There's there's something in Detroit that I I think is going to be kind of fun. That, that's a lot for a guy who grew up rooting against the bad boy Pistons. For me to say the Detroit Pistons are going to be fun, that's how you know they're going to be fun. Uh, Jake, you have an underrated signing here.
1: I do. I got a couple that we can kind of look at, you know, like there's obviously like the the obvious ones of guys taking pay cuts to go to a team. And I tried to kind of rule those out like those aren't fair. Those shouldn't be involved in this. Uh, And I also tried to leave out some of like the massive markets and things like that, but it kind of starts with two of them. Obviously I love PJ Tucker to the heat and what they're trying to do and going kind of all in with Kyle Lowry and trying to really push to be back in the NBA finals after the disappointing last season. Like, yeah, I just, I just love that, but I'd love probably wherever PJ Tucker signs. So it's kind of cheating. I dig <laughs> Patty Mills to the nets for multiple yeah, reasons. To, I just right? like Patty Mills in general. He's been like such kind of a good soldier there with the, uh, San Antonio Spurs for so long to see him trying to get another ring and chase it and like throwing him on that Nets team is is fun to me. I dig that signing for the Phoenix Suns. I also love JaVale McGee one year, $5 million. I like when that team's just like, we just need to incrementally get better. We're going to be losing Sarich for an extended period of time. Let's bring in another big like JaVale McGee who Nothing spectacular, right, but just kind of fits exactly what they need. And they've kind of nailed the offseason, I think, by just running it back with Chris Paul and campaign. And then my final one, Robin Lopez to the magic just makes me so happy and it's going to be so much fun. And I just enjoy that.
0: I joked on Twitter that they're going to pay him strictly in admission to Disney World because... That's that's absolutely where he belongs. He and his brother should be playing together in Orlando. In fact, may, maybe I should take that back because if they played together in Orlando, I don't know if that they would make all of the practices and all of the games. They might actually forget that there's a game and just be on like one of the... No, deep- they're like
1: Galaxy's Edge trying to get on the Millennium Falcon <laughs> or something like that and being like, oh, shoot, we had practice at one o'clock today. My, my bad.
0: <laughs> Was that... Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I've never been there. I, I, I haven't
1: my, either. And I want to go so badly.
0: My brother keeps saying, Oh, he, cause he's got two kids and they all love his whole family loves Disney. I'm like, yeah, you can have it. I don't want any part of the theme park. And then he just shows me pictures of that star Wars land. And I'm like, okay, that's maybe I'll go for that. That's like the one time I went to Universal. I've been to Universal once. I went to the Simpsons Land, the Simps- the, the, the Springfield <laughs> that they built. That's the only thing that I did. I went to Springfield. I drank Duff beer. I ate a rib witch, and that was it. That <laughs> so that's how I would be if I was Robin Lopez playing uh, for for the Magic. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, I had one that. Oh, I think I think. Quietly, the Georges Niang signing for the Philadelphia seventy six ers is going to be pretty good. I think that's
1: yeah. No, I like that one.
0: You know that that's it's the kind of kind of guy that they. I think that that's the kind of guy that they were hoping Al Horford to be, but they're doing it without paying. You know the the incredible money that they paid Al Horford, and they had to pay a, a pick to get off of. I think Niang, which is a two year six point seven million dollar deal, is gonna is is a quietly good kind of role that needed to be filled in Philly. So again, big market team, it's these big market teams that are, are, are doing a lot of these smart signings because they're the ones that can afford to, to pay the money.
1: Yeah. Is there anything you absolutely hate? Is there anything that's come out in the first two days of free agency? And you're like, Oh hell no.
0: Um, not, not in the traditional, like why is he getting that much money? I don't know that I'm fully on board with Jared Allen getting $20 million a year. Um, And I love Jared Allen. I don't know what Cleveland is doing. Um, I don't know that giving him that money before you figure out the fit with Evan Mobley, there's just, I'm I'm a little curious about that. I'm not saying like that's a horrible thing to do, but um, it's, it's an interesting signing. That's a lot of money to be tied up to your center spot. And I know that Phoenix had to do it, and I'm certainly not criticizing Phoenix for bringing back um, Chris Paul. But four years of Chris Paul uh, at that money, the back end of that contract is going to be interesting. I don't know that. I don't know what Phoenix is going to be this upcoming year and the next year. I don't know what Chris Paul is going to be able to give him. I don't know that he's going to be durable enough. I understand that they felt like they had to do this. And I'm not saying like, oh, no, that's terrible. But I think in two years, we're back to Chris Paul untradeable contract territory.
1: Look, at least it was worth it for the short period of time for them. I hated Andre Drummond to the 76ers. Oh, by Oh, yeah. The way, because, I, like, I
0: hate Andre Drummond to anybody.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I just you want know. to get that joke in there.
0: Yeah. No, thanks. like
1: let's get the let's put the two worst free throw shooters of dudes who are significant minutes on the same team.
0: I I don't. I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I use Andre Drummond as like a, a bellwether. Like it, if I've never met you, this is, this is like the, the meme. Tell me you don't watch the NBA without telling me you don't watch the NBA. If you think Andre Drummond is good at basketball, then that's that's the litmus test for me. If you say Andre Drummond's good, man, that's gonna be a great signing. Like, nope, I'm sorry. Oh, let's
1: give him votes for Defensive Player of the Year because he leads yeah. the league in defensive rebounding or something like that.
0: Oh, oh my God, um, yeah. So anywhere I, anywhere Andre Drummond goes is just a pfft for me. Um, and the funny thing is that Andre Drummond doesn't realize that, and he he thinks he's like he's he's the he's the Simpsons meme. He's he's Homer Simpson looking in the mirror. And the in the mirror, he's like juggling his pecs because he's like jacked. But he's looking—it's Homer looking in the mirror. That's Andre Drummond looking in the mirror. Um, he's just not. It, if this was 1985, sure he'd be a legend. This is 2021. Your days—you're you, not effective anymore. Sorry. All right. Unless you've got anything more to add on top of that.
1: <laughs> no, that was good. Let's end there. Drummond,
0: 1985. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I wonder if uh, the boys over at Locked On Bets have any any betting advice on on uh, any Andre Drummond related lines out there. Check out the Locked On Bets podcast. It's brought to you by Bet Online. Um, they have everything you need if you're if you're gonna lay some money down. Make sure you're listening to Locked On Bets before you do so. All right, that's gonna be the Wednesday show. Plenty more free agency coming up. Throughout the week. So make sure you're subscribed to the Lockdown NBA podcast and that you're listening to all of the local hosts, the local experts. Whenever something happens with one of these NBA teams, check out that team's local podcast. They will give you the full explanation of what's going on. Of course, every Wednesday you can come back here and check us out. I'm one of your regular Wednesday hosts. I'm John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. You find me on Twitter at Reds Army underscore John.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter, at Nola
0: Jake. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. That's why I'm looking to this camera with this light blaring in my face. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel and share the podcast. Tell everybody that you should be listening to the Locked On NBA podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network.